Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Today you are listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. My book, Image Restored, was released in March, and we are in a restored series here on the podcast. And while this series can and does address body image struggles, I'm also teaching you how to apply it to any area of your life. You don't need a copy of Image Restored to follow along with the series, but of course, I recommend it. And you can learn more and grab a copy at imagerestoredbook.com. You can also find it on Amazon and all the online places as well. We've covered a lot of topics in this series, so if you missed any, now is a great time to go listen. And I also just want to tell you, after today's episode, we only have three more in this series. I know it's been a long series. There's 18 chapters in the book, so it's been an 18-part series. So again, if you've missed any, I encourage you, take advantage of summer and go back and listen, all right? This week, our theme is Image Restored from chapter 15 of the book. And this is where we discuss how your unique design is a reflection of being made in his image. And if you're anything like me, I know I got done writing the book and I'm like, how did the chapter on being made in his image end up so far in the back of the book? You would think somebody would lead with this chapter, right? I know, but the Lord's the one who showed me how to put together the book and I trusted his lead. So here we are. It's actually kind of fun to title today's episode, Image Restored. As you know by now, that's the topic of my book. And let me share with you a little bit behind the scenes of a story I share in this chapter. I was really sad. And honestly, me, my editor, and actually a couple of the editors, we did not recognize until like really close to the final stages of editing that the story I shared in this chapter we weren't gonna be able to include the picture that you should see with it. And if you follow me on Instagram, can you please go look at my Instagram account this week because I'm sharing this picture there in a reel, okay? I want you to go look at it. And the reason we couldn't include it in the book is because if you haven't noticed, the book is black and white. And this photo requires color for you to get the picture. And so I did go into detail in the chapter, but here's what I just want you to hear from me where this came from. This came one of the very first blog posts I wrote. Actually, it was a devotional I wrote because I was in a, in a class called WILD, which stands for Women in Leadership Development. That's where I got started as a writer and as a speaker. And I wrote my first devotional and then I ended up putting it on my blog, which my blog at the time was called Life Outside the Shell. And I wrote this blog post called Be Your Color. And this is where it came from. I was struggling at the time with some comparison. Shocking, I know. 
And actually, believe it or not, it wasn't body comparison. It was more like gifts and talent comparison kind of thing and me feeling really insecure in myself. And I remember at the time I had two daughters, I had a son too, but my our girls were ages four and six. And I was a stay-at-home mom, a full-time stay-at-home mom at the time. And I remember I was just kind of praying to the Lord about my insecurities because I was starting to step out, starting to do some of this writing and speaking stuff, feeling real insecure. And I just found myself comparing. I found myself going, well, I wish I was like that girl. Like she's way outgoing. She's very well-spoken. If I was only like that, then I could do this really well, right? We all know how our brains just, we get into really bad, dark places sometimes when we're in comparison. And our girls happen to be coloring. And I just felt the Lord tell me, he said, Rachel, I want you to have... By the way, when I say that the Lord tells me to do things, I didn't hear an audible voice out of the sky. It was just an impression in my heart. It was an idea, and I knew the idea was from the Lord. So he led me to have one of my girls color her photo one color. So I said, okay, you can choose only one color in in the crown box. And she chose brown on her own. And I said, okay, your picture, you can only color it brown. That You've chosen brown. That's what you have to do. And then I told my other daughter, actually the youngest daughter, I said, you can choose as many colors in that crown box as you want. Just go to town, like make that photo come alive. And as they were, even as they were coloring, but especially once we hit the end results, I knew exactly the point the Lord was trying to get across to me as I sat there and I struggled with insecurities and was struggling, especially with comparison and wishing I was like somebody else. Because I looked at the my daughter's picture, who was all that solid color, was just all brown. And it wasn't just that she chose brown. I think she could have chosen any color, and I would have gotten the, the picture that the Lord was saying to me, and it was this. There was no dimension in that picture. In fact, not only was there no dimension in color, it was like it was almost as though the things in that photo lost their original design And you couldn't even completely tell what some of the things were because they all just started blending in. So the photo that once could have popped had all these different intricacies and things that made each part of it special became one-dimensional and things became lost and it just did not jump off of the page. Contrast, though, the other daughter who used like a ton of colors from the coloring box She, her photo was not only beautiful, just, it just was beautiful in the end, but it was also had so many different dynamics happening. It almost looked 3D, like even the little lemons on the trees and thing just jumped off the tree and you could see even the little details and, and the clothes that they were wearing and the looks on their faces, the whole photo just came to life. And in that moment, as I looked at those two side by side, the Lord just spoke so clearly to my heart. I can remember it like it was yesterday. We were sitting in the kitchen at at our old house that we lived in, and I just felt him impress upon my heart, Rachel, this is what happens when my kids all try to be the same color. When they start comparing and they start looking to the right and the left and they go, well, if only I was like that person, if only I had their skills, if only I looked like them, if only I sounded like them, or if only I was as well-spoken as them. He said, when my kids start doing that, then my original design, that original plan, 
it does not come to life like it once should have. And it's also just not very fun. And we serve a really fun, creative God, and he designed each one of us extremely unique. And he has very high hopes for us that we will bring that unique piece of ourselves to the table, not just for our own individual games. I like to be real clear when I start talking about how unique and individual we are. Yes, we are all unique and individual. And that's clear just simply by the fact that your fingerprint, you'll never find somebody else who has your identical fingerprint, right? So it's clear we serve a God who made us all very unique and individual. But it's that individuality, it's that uniqueness that when we all bring that to the table, it makes a beautiful, cohesive unit picture of something so much bigger than just ourselves. So now let's pivot for a minute and go back to how does this, I mean, you might be sitting there going, okay, Rachel, this is really cool, but how does this apply to body image? And then of course, in this series, we're even just talking about image. We're talking about more than just body image, which by the way, if you've read my book, I hope you see by now, you can apply most of these chapters and I'm showing you this in this series to so much more, image is so much more than just our body. So I want to read to you directly from my book because, you know, this is very edited and it really just gets the point of cross. So let's apply this principle that I just shared with you to body image. Genesis 1.27 tells us, we were created in the image of God. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So this is a verse that I've meditated on throughout a lot of my life because it causes confusion when we try to fit God into the cookie cutter shape of an image defined by the current culture. So let's break this word image down as it relates to our body image. The phrase body image is defined as a subjective picture or mental image of one's own physical appearance. The word subjective means based on or influenced by personal feelings, taste, or opinion. The problem with this definition of body image is that it does not reflect the heart of God or his image at all. His image is not influenced by personal feelings, taste, or opinions. And as I did some digging on this word image in the Bible, do you know what I found at the root? Jesus. Here's some verses to prove that to you. Colossians 1, 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So let's reflect on those verses concerning the illustration I just shared about the Be Your Color activity. Just as natural light causes colors to be expressed differently, so does the light of Jesus. We just read in 2 Corinthians 4.4 that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, but that the light of the gospel radiates the glory of Jesus. 
This, my dear friends, is excellent news for believers. It means that when I submit my heart and life to Jesus, his radiance shines through me, and I am then, and only then, a reflection of the image of God. Without Jesus, this quest for a healthy body image will fall short every time. If you want to be the true color that God created you to be, start by letting Jesus shine his light through you. So as we wrap up here, it's really important for me that you hear what I'm saying in that when I'm saying we need to be our true color, this is not some rebellious, individualistic, all about me thing. This is actually requires me to tell my flesh to step aside so that Jesus can shine through me. Because it is him shining through me, him radiating out through me that makes me beautiful. And I am not just talking about the kind of beauty that we all know about and the external beauty, but I do believe Jesus shining out through us actually does make us externally and internally beautiful. We've all met those kind of people that you go, whoa, they are beautiful. And it may not even be by the world's standards that they're beautiful, but it's that Jesus in them that shines and radiates that makes us go, wow, that is true beauty. That is that image of Christ being reflected. And so for our processing time today, here's what I want to do. This is going to be we're, we're near the end of our time, so it's going to be a little bit quick. So I want to encourage you, if you have my book, I hope you know that that book comes with six video teachings. And in those video teachings, I am walking you through each of those Counselor Cornerstone therapy activities in the book. But even if you don't have my book, I want to just a little bit walk you through the therapy toolbox for this unit that went with this particular chapter that I just read to you. And this is called the In His Image Mirror Activity. And I came up with this because when I worked in an eating disorder facility, I noticed a lot of times in group therapy, they would do mirror activities. And while those can be really powerful, there is nothing more powerful than doing this type of an activity with Jesus. All right. So let me just, I'm going to read to you what you would go through in the book. So if you have the book, go grab it, do it with me. If you don't have the book, I would encourage you grab a piece of paper. You can do it too, okay? So again, like I said, mirror gratitude techniques are often used in group therapy for body image. And I want to though take you through this in his image mirror template. And I'm just gonna give you some prompts to create your own masterpiece. So grab something to write with, and if you're not able to write right now, just reflect on these questions for me, okay? And extra bonus, if you will, if you're able to grab a mirror of any kind, maybe you're sitting in front of a mirror as you listen to this podcast, or you have a, I don't know, something, you know, a compact thing with the powder. Why don't I have words right now? You know what I'm talking about. Grab a mirror if you have one. So here are our, our prompts for today. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Right? all the things that come to mind, or even just think about them or say them out loud. Now, I want you to strike through any of the negative attributes and ask God what he sees instead. 
So some examples here could be, you know, I see wrinkles or gray hair or extra fat. But I want you to look at those just for a second through the lens of the Lord's eyes. What does he see? I know for me, when I see wrinkles on my forehead and I say, Lord, what do you see when I see those wrinkles on my forehead? He, he says, I see a girl who smiles a lot. I see your joy. Now, I want you to highlight or circle the positive attributes that you maybe wrote. So ask God to show you why he designed you that way. And I actually sense that he's going to give you some prophetic words here as you're sitting and listening to him. I know for me, one thing I wrote that I like, a positive attribute of a physical thing for me is my eyes. I love my blue eyes. And ask the Lord, so that's a physical thing, but what's a, something else about you and how you're wired? Just write those things down and then ask the Lord, how do you want to use that? And then here's our final prompt. And this is the one I want us to cling to. Do you see Jesus reflected in your image? Can I give you a challenge this week that every time you look in the mirror, whether you're getting ready or you're passing by, all of us are looking in a mirror quite a bit. Some of us avoid it maybe, but most of us at least see the mirror once a day, okay? Can I challenge you that when you look in the mirror this week to look for Jesus, instead of criticizing your body, instead of looking at the wrinkles, looking at what you wish could be different on the shape, the size, the color, whatever, the hair color, all those things. Can you just maybe take a week and look for Jesus when you look in the mirror and say, Jesus, what are you seeing? Jesus, how do you want to shine through me this week? Okay. Well, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person who is sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that I get this honor to speak into their lives. And Jesus, thank you that you're shining in me, through me, out of me. I pray that that just is something that people recognize in me and that they are drawn to you in me. And then that that's like a little forest fire, that when they're drawn to you in me, that that you now are just lit up in them and that they know you, that they've given their hearts and lives to you and that you are just right there with them, walking on the journey with them just like you are with me, leading them each step of the way. Thank you, God, that you made us in your image and you said, it is good. We are good. They are good. May we just receive that truth from you today. And anybody who might be listening who is struggling to just receive their identity, receive how unique you made them, would you speak over them? Would you give them a word and due season of encouragement about how you designed them? Maybe it is how you designed them physically or even just the giftings that they have and how they speak and they talk and the different things that they love to do, that they're drawn to. Show them why you wired them that way. May they feel seen and known and loved by you. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, as I mentioned, the resource for all these episodes is my book, imagerestoredbook.com. Go check it out. And uh, while you're on my website, make sure you are signed up to get emails from me. I, I email once a month. I call it Joy Mail, and I include all kinds of therapy resources and fun finds and all kinds of stuff. So make sure you are signed up. You can go to rachelgilbert.com to do that. Well, that concludes today's Talk Therapy episode, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.